Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 44th session of Guru Bodha. I am Dr. Janardhan Abhi Hibba. Uh, I cordially welcome all of you to this class. And on behalf of all of our students, I cordially welcome Dr. Amigo Raja sir, my Ayurveda teacher, to this class. Namaste, sir. Namaste. Namaste to all. So I dedicate this and all, all of my words at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Grupa. Uh, this class is made uh, live exclusively for Easy Ayurveda weekly class subscribers uh, for free. And you can sign up at easyayurveda.com slash video dash classes. So we were discussing regarding the osteoporosis. And we just started with that in the last Guru Buddha session. And we learned from Dr. Guruja sir that it is mainly a Vata Dosha problem affecting the Astidhatu or bone tissue. So when, whenever the Vata Dosha increases, it leads to decrease of body tissues. Generally all body tissues, but specifically the Astidhatu, right sir? Yeah, definitely. The passage of time, I mean, uh, so uh, osteoporosis or bone erosion is also related with age because with age passing as we reach uh, older age, usually after uh, 40 to 45 to 15 women and 50 plus in men, the Vata Dosha naturally increases and it also starts and osteoporosis also uh, starts worsening. Guru, sir, in your clinical practice, like what are the main symptoms that you often see with osteoporosis like how do you how the patient co complains and when do you start thinking about osteoporosis and osteoarthritis as well see straight away usually nowadays it's not like that any patient will come and say that they they have got asthik shaya or vata shaya increases something like that they straight away come to an ayurvedic doctor only when there is clear cut there is a pain and most of the times we try to evaluate these people only when they come for particularly the knee joint pain. Nowadays it's so common that knee joint pain, so many people are there. Those who are above 50, that is quite often we can expect and anticipate that that is very common to happen. But those who are nowadays between 30 to 50 also, there are many people that are coming to the clinics in the name of pain in the joints then we evaluate them for these things and there will be crepitus or the sounds odd sounds in the joints while moving as well as there will be some problem with you know calcium absorption and even the vitamin d nowadays very rampantly every person if you send to the laboratory will come with insufficient or deficient vitamin d after post-COVID uh, era, I don't know what is the reason for this. And this is the thing happening. And of course, people are um, reducing their activity, physical activities into the fields or into the um, playgrounds or something like that. Maybe that is another reason they are not exposing to the sun. And ultimately, age factor, not using their muscles, that also is causing the osteoporosis. And of course, age factor is one of the important one, leads to the uh, decaying of the bone and erosions are very common and wherever there is a weight bearing joints or wherever there is an epivotal point where that uh, friction occurs definitely when there is a reduction in the uh, particularly kapha dosha in that area and increase of rukshita of vata then definitely there will be uh, frictions and that friction leads to erosions and as well, even uh, there will be just um, minute um, hairline fractures 
or even porosity will be increased. So many such issues associated with uh, decaying or uh, decaying of the astidhatu, and it is usually happens with increase of vata dosha. That's the way we come across this patient, and when we start a um, treatment protocol which is against the vata doshas, uh, reducing the rukshata of the body at the joints at the places where the pain is there automatically the pain subsides and things are going to be normal but many times people will come with such a type of bow legs and all those things there are already a lot of erosions are there even ligaments and even uh, tissues have become involved into that and such type of cases it is only um, managed to some extent you cannot re totally cure it Con the condition you cannot be cured yeah, one of the uh, differentiating factors between rheumatoid arthritis or many other types of arthritis, even uh, with gout, is that mainly the weight-bearing joints, especially the uh, neck sometimes, but lower back and the knee is largely involved uh, in case of osteoarthritis. Uh, in case of gout, we usually see that the greater toes are involved and in rheumatoid arthritis etc the smaller joints are involved sir generally for osteoarthritis we come across such type of pain and involvement of the joints which are centrally placed in the body first is it's a cervical region the neck region the cervical spondylosis and all those type of things then comes lumbar region then comes hip joints then comes knee joints then lastly ankle joint and heel so so many cases with uh, typically um, now uh, very uh, particularly a case of uh, uh, calcaneal spur or heel spur whatever you call it is it is also similar like of osteoarthritis but at the point of weight bearing joint and that is in the calcaneal bone Similarly, it is in the ankle joint, then there is uh, erosions, pain, swelling, then the, it leads uh, another one area in uh, very commonly involved is uh, knee joint and of course that is one of the commonest and most uh, painful condition. There are people with uh, severe osteoarthritis and pain, swelling and even there is a sometimes restriction to the flexion motion of the um, joint. And that's why the counterpart suggests directly when there is a erosions and even the meniscus are involved, then they'll suggest to go for the total knee replacement therapy. Yeah, the suggestions to total knee replacement and even in case of hip arthritis, etc., total hip replacement therapy is kind of uh, very rampant. Uh, as far as I was seen, if the patient is like a not even able to like put walk for 10 15 uh, 10 15 steps or patient is like heavily debilitated due to arthritis uh, so much so that he is not able to perform uh, daily activities o only in severe cases i've seen that knee uh, replacement surgery works but for the rest rest of the cases it doesn't work as expected sir no, see, knee replacement therapy only helps in relieving you from the pain. Because there were some uh, the joints which are friction and under friction and uh, which is causing a pain, that will be replaced. So there will be no pain. But your day-to-day -day activity and your movement will not be fast enough as earlier like that before the arthritis condition. 
and you can uh, do all the work as usually no it is not possible there will be some restrictions to that you can just uh, concentrate on that part only thing is where there is a severe bow leg formation or severe even meniscus involved and it is don't like anything and the space between the femur and tibia is almost compressed something like that then in such condition we can suggest go for a total knee replacement otherwise usually i ask the patients those who come to me that how long you can stand without pain at one place and on walking for how many minutes or how much distance you could be able to do it without pain then are you able to climb the stairs and climb down the stairs so these are the few areas which are usually gives a very clear idea and the other one is the last one is i ask them whether which type of commode you use whether it is a indian style or a western commode which one you are using it and how far it is um, comfortable for the evacuation of bubbles and all those things these four five areas very clearly they will give suggestion and their opinion based on that we start our treatment then we, this is these are the four areas which are um, important evaluation tools for us also in future when uh, course of treatment is going on then we ask that now how how far you can stand without pain then the pain uh, without pain the um, people could able to stand for a longer duration that is the improvement is shown similarly they could be able to climb the stairs and climb down the stairs without pain they can walk for a longer duration or a longer time without pain so such type of improvements could be understood so this is the way we can manage the osteoarthritis conditions but of course if it is a severe bow leg and already too much of erosion is there then option will be only the total knee replacement yeah and uh like you said the the toilet usage in india like indian or western is one of the uh, uh, you know advised points just just to uh, show the picture like i mean this is generally the on the right side there is osteoarthritis there is wear and tear and the ligaments and the meniscus and the a whole of the joint is getting affected and here this is shown as a uh, healthy joint so uh, and, and also one of the important features of osteoarthritis is that the because the bones are becoming weaker and they are getting degenerated the gap between the upper bone and the lower bone uh, the femur and the tibia uh, this is a case of knee joint reduces and patient will be having difficulty in bending it and usually there are two uh, sorts of opinions regarding this that uh, usually if you, if you go to like uh, mbbs doctors they say that you know do, do not use indian toilets do not sit on the ground and use only the western toilets and uh, you know i mean how we in indians traditionally take the meal that has to be stopped and some people say that keep on using it and start taking uh, like oil massage etc so that the gap between the bones in knee joint increases and flexibility is retained so in which way do you go sir yeah i usually i don't ask my patient to restrict yourself from them. i suggest them very clearly don't do any sort of activities related with the knee joint if it is a case of uh, knee joint pain that until unless there is a pain don't do much of activities which involving the knee joint 
if you are comfortable slowly then use your joints so that if you are using the joint that will be retained because it's a sharira very clearly shiryate iti shariram if you don't use it also it will be going on decaying so if it is uh, not not to sit on the ground or not to flex your knees and don't use indian jail of toilets use only western diet give rest to your bone. all these things are also not going to reduce any bone erosion or something like that or osteoarthritis it only just avoiding the pain to reduce it but once we have a treatment protocol of reducing the vata and reducing the secretions inside the knee joint capsule automatically the pain will reduce so that's what we try to do it and uh, our uh, intention of handling these type of uh, osteoarthritis patients is very purely on based on recouping the osteic um, osteophytes uh, wherever there is an erosion to refill that those things with some prithvi bhava that is the thing why we usually do it and we need to have the prithvi bhava along with that something which can bind that to the place where it is required that type of things which is having kasharasa prithvi tattva and why particularly calcium type of things are pravada mukta something like that which can be used or even simple uh, we can use it for any sudha vargiya dravya along with that um, lajjalu or even arjuna or even uh, sometimes uh, um astishrunkala so these type of drugs are very very useful in binding the particular material to the place where it is required so this will definitely help it to overcome the things but once it is uh, severely damaged it may take some time many times uh, patients are having some other multiple issues they are not um, uh, fit to be uh, taken for uh, or the total knee replacement therapies sometimes uh, when we go for uh, total knee uh, knee replacement therapies then they will come to know that there is some um, uh, problem in their uh, uh, valves or aortic valve or something like that so then some uh, therapies will start and some surgery may be shifted from knee to heart something like that it's happened in many of the cases so all these things will be there we need to understand that which which are the areas and what are the type of patients who whom can be handled as an ayurvedic doctor or a physician so in what way the how the panchakarmas or janubastis or local things and even basti can help to Uh, what level so definitely we can go for uh, before treatment and after treatment the mri scans and other things and of course the subjective feeling of uh, improvement that can be noticed uh, thanks sir and uh, uh, th- there was an article saying that post covid this arthritis is increasing uh, and increasingly seen in uh, uh, young yeah younger generation i mean it was a common phenomenon after post 55 60 but now even the 30s and 40s are getting it uh i don't know what is the reason maybe because they were not focused on these things before covid now they are extensively focusing on these things or they want to just try to think post covid hashimotos in thyroiditis is increased post covid thyroid syndromes and diseases have increased post covid cardiac disease increased post covid arthritis has increased then what not has increased everything is increased after covid so now the entire blame is on covid they are putting it and they are coming out with maybe people are with um, no uh, awareness they are going for more and more evaluation and more and more uh, attending the clinics so that may be one of the reason so they are getting uh, getting you know detected that they are having some problems 
possibly uh, we cannot set away simply correlate everything to the covid but this is the thing happening people are telling that post covid this is increased that is increased and even cholesterol pattern has increased post covid there is a clotting mechanism and the um, circulatory system has increased everything increased after covid maybe because of covid vaccination or it is a very because of the disease itself we don't know yeah and brain fade is another big uh, this one uh, yeah uh, someone asked would you share the herbal medicines we will come to the herbal medicine treatment part in a bit uh, so uh, in, in the cl classical case of osteoarthritis or osteoporosis inflammatory signs are usually seen uh, like warmth increased warmth or uh, rubber in increased redness etc or uh, just the pain is the main symptom sir so uh, pain is the main symptoms as far as the patient is concerned because that is very striking uh, feature which drags the patient to the doctor and on examination there will be local rise of temperature very you could able to make it out so i usually palpate the thing and uh, joint and just next to the joint places uh, temperature variation you could easily make out so that is very very clear in that so many in some of the patients because of the friction and erosion there will be increased uh, flow of our secretion of synovial fluid and uh, knee capsule is in such a form it is designed it won't even go out so the capsule will bulge and once the capsule of the knee bulges anteriorly it is covered with patella so it cannot push the patella forward much so that's the reason we have in the popliteal fossa there will be bulge you can feel and that is due to the increased synovial fluid so there may be even pain there may be restriction to the movement there will be increased warmth sign of inflammation then there is a increased secretion of synovial fluid all these things are will be there in some cases we can easily find out even the crepitus there will be crackling noise on movement so all these things are present in osteoarthritis particularly of knee joint and um, if the patient uh, is uh, having uh, is the patient is of younger age still should we be considering calcium supplementation in even in ayurvedic terms or just treating the inflammation itself would be sufficient sir see when we have certain tools it is better to use them if you could able if you could able to understand there is some issues with that because many a times the patient won't give you all the history related information at the they way they believe in 24 hours in a day how they literally what kind of activities they do it and what sort of exercise they do it and what sort of foods they are consuming they don't give you all the details for them it is not an important one and for them all these things are very much normal everything is fine they are doing very right so they don't give you any information from those parts so what they'll straight away say is that there is something pain is there something is there so wherever whenever there is a striking feature then only they'll come to us that is one point so we need to understand if it is a young patient also it is better to evaluate if anything if you find suspect on movement there is a uh, crepitus and there is a swelling and there is inflammatory signs and patient complaining of pain when all the parameters are showing things better to evaluate even for the thyroid with the issues sometimes which is also connected to that parathyroid issues then serum calcium 
then all those things and vitamin d all these things should be evaluated do do you suggest apart from uh, lab investigation and x rays which are like common uh, even in the lab investigation also uh, apart from vitamin d do you concentrate on any other things sir see very clearly when i such patients of osteoarthritis they come to me i will suggest send them if they are not uh, checked anything till now i will suggest them to get evolved for serum calcium as well as vitamin d and general routine crp and esr something like this all these parameters and even thyroid activity for dsh so all these things i will check it up once and any issues in there then accordingly it will be managed if it is no such things are there then we can straight away concentrate on the osteoarthritic part of it and many a times the patients the money is also a concern that we cannot send every patient to study the ct scan or mri scan of the joints very clearly with simple x rays also sometime it can be understood that there is a reduction in the space between the tibia and uh, femur that can also establish there is an osteoarthritic ring and even the, the angling or the change of uh, contour of the bone and everything will give you some idea that there is a um osteoarthritis otherwise simply we can send the patient even for the if they are able to manage all these things and if you want to have a clear picture then send the patient for mri scan as well as ct scan whichever may be the suitable one thinking that which if it is a bony tissues involvement better to go for a ct scan and if it is a soft tissues are also involved getting involved if you feel like so then you can suggest for mri and these things are there then you can start with uh, your medication as well as uh, panchakarma like uh, janubasti bilateral janubasti with uh, combination of oils then definitely with over a period of time like two to two months three months depending upon the type of erosion and the quantum of erosion the things will settle down yes uh, thank you sir and uh, pradeepa ji can you please go ahead yeah can you hear me now yes Okay, thank you. Uh, so, sir, I I I brought my hand on because you asked the same question about the supplements. Um, so it's always a debatable topic. To, should we always have people on vitamin D supplements, um, like for people who live in like colder areas? But I've also seen vitamin deficiency in people from India and other uh, southern continents where there is uh, you know most exposure to sun, but still. there is no absorption of vitamin d so again it's not possible for everyone to have an abhyanga in the morning and get exposed to the very early morning sun rays so what are your thoughts on vitamin d supplements and why are there no vitamin d supplements in ayurveda you see when the natural sun is the one which is uh, very much abundant in a country like india probably our acharyas are not thought about this uh, something like supplementation Uh, which can um, talk about these vitamin d and all those things but presently that we are living in a entirely different thing and our day to day activities are um, influenced by various factors which is taking place even the other side of the globe can also influence us and we may also try to follow it this is a very common thing which happens and definitely when such things are there i don't think so we should uh, abstain from ourselves uh, from that that we i don't want to use uh, vitamin d like that no there is no harm in using vitamin d supplementation we can use it uh, depending upon the type of uh, i mean um, quantum of uh, deficiency we can use it for 2 to 4 months depending upon the condition of course and uh, if in between if it is required 
we can go for one evaluation of vitamin D once again. But otherwise, doing Abhyanga and exposing to sun is the best one. But it can be, if it is a marginally low, then it is better to use in that fashion. But many times what I have seen is that people will come with 9 ng per deciliter or 6 ng per deciliter, something like that, which is below 10, something like that, they come with the values. In those conditions, it requires to be increased in a rapid manner and in a very short duration. We cannot take it much time here. So that is in those areas, it is better to go for it directly supplements of vitamin D. Great. Thank you. Uh, a follow-up question to that. What do you think about sunscreens? And from an Ayurvedic perspective, what, what are your thoughts on sunscreens? There are uh, issues with the sunscreen also. All the sunscreens will not going to block all your uh, ultraviolet radiations. But people with their genetic makeup accordingly, they will get very easily. Because see, even the Westerners, how much they sleep in the sun, they don't get uh, the brown skin as what we have in India. So that is uh, typically it is our genetic makeup and that is their genetic makeup which cannot be replaced. But as far as possible, exposing the, to the sun for a longer duration by a white skin person on a longer uh, period, it is not good. So that may end up in some ultraviolet radiation increased and may lead to some other complications of skin cancer and something like that. And whereas in case of um, particularly the sunscreen protections, to some extent they are okay, but it should not be on a regular continuous basis because that may also cause some problem in nature. And uh, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, why vitamins were not explained in Ayurveda is not, uh, uh, I would say it's not the right kind of question because like Ayurveda was considering the uh, nutrition, Ayurveda was seeing the nutrition through the prism of... Yeah, let me, let me uh, stop here one minute. See, if a question is asked like why uh, vitamins are not explained in Ayurveda, yes, I accept. It is not explained in Ayurveda. Then my question is, why the modern medicine has not explained about the Tridosha? Same yes. thing. Because vitamins and something like that, this is their tool of explaining the things, bodily activities. And we have our own tools to explain the bodily activities. We use Panchamabhuta and even Tridosha, Mala, Sapadatu and all these things. And they use something different. Why that is not exactly equivalent or not you are told in Ayurveda? It's very difficult to answer because their parameters or understanding and tools are different from uh, from us um, sorry sir i think i think the question was more like you know why uh, so does it does it mean that there were no deficiencies of vitamin like why are there more vitamin d deficiencies in the recent years and i think you answered the question it's all in the lifestyle and all but do you agree that in those days the there was not a concept of vitamin d deficiency and all in you know when we originally in in, in like ancient times and all See, the very clear thing, in the olden time, people used to walk a lot. They used their lot of muscles for day-to-day -day activities. Today, we are not doing so. Mm -hmm. We use a lot of vehicles for our movement. Second thing, even for the morning walk also, we go in a car till the park and then inside the park we walk. This is our condition. So, then we have made ourselves in such a fashion that 
we are not using the muscles in that fashion if muscles are regularly properly used definitely the muscles will help the calcium to retain in the body in a proper manner so that's the reason one of the important thing then there are lot of issues with the chemicals we are using and the preservatives and many other things and in a food packaging system and so many issues and something which is growing across the globe whether it is suitable to us or not we are eating it and something which is from here we are giving to that side of the world and even uh, people are moving from this part of the world to the another part of the world where entirely the atmospheric things and even everything is changed so we are trying to accommodate ourselves in a new um, atmosphere and new type of uh, locations so all these things might have influenced our way of living the things which are we uh, eating and uh, we are consuming so definitely they themselves create a lot of kavaigunya in the body and causes the deficiency status so maybe uh, those who are uh, from the western communities consuming a good quality of nutrition may not be any issue for them so there will be no issue with the nutrition whereas the people from the african and all these things there will be lot of issues with the asia and africa with the nutrition so that depends on the type of food what they consume the way they are been uh, you know been been uh, growing in a places where it accommodates a lot of a lot many things even the sun sunshine and even the work capacity and the using of muscles and everything so there are multiple issues to understand this still with that one other thing is that you may have a lot sufficient quantity of um, vitamins in your body but if you pour in also your body if that doesn't doesn't have any proper agni to imbibe it or digest it and imbibe it then also there will be uh, some issues so we need to have a proper agni first to get the things into the system and that is done then definitely the things will change sure sir thank you and also like i mean it was not like uh, ancient ayurvedic uh, acharyas who were like not prescribing vitamin d i mean because it is uh, uh, i mean because they were giving guru ahara madhur rasa pradana ahara sam brahmani aharas the vitamin d sources were covered in that so it is very safe to say that because if if we go through the uh, you know good sources of vitamin d apart from the sunlight is like fish explained in ayurveda cereals oysters uh, soy products ham dairy products egg mushroom yogurt cheese orange juice tomatoes etc so all these were explained in ayurveda so i mean just because they are not using the term vitamin d it doesn't mean that that part was not addressed sir so definitely their um, uh, way of narration is something different and uh, we need to understand that when they are uh, uh, trying to reduce the vata in some other way means they are also answering the um, vitamin d part of it in a subtle way maybe we don't know that what exactly the things we they were supposed to eat because maybe astishrankala itself is a very good source of uh, managing the vitamin d astishrankala also has certain portion of it so when you apply oil and take a sun bath and uh, consume asishunkala and these things it will definitely improve your bone health so yeah many different ways to tackle lung problem and uh, just just this question keeps on coming up that can ayurveda uh, 
be can ayurveda practitioner be using these uh, supplements or not vitamin d supplements or not where there is evidence that there is classical decline in certain vitamin as in case of arthritis maybe vitamin d if the lab reports shows that then there is no harm in supplementing that sir that is one part of it when a statutory body is those who are uh, responsible for giving licenses they are providing licenses where ayurvedic drugs are combined with vitamin d and available in the name of some brand brand names in market so it is for the for the purpose of prescribing so when this is been allowed to prescribe then there is no harm in prescribing if it is required really required then there is no um, that's what i said if it is uh, see if a patient comes to us with a vitamin d deficiency of uh, 6 ng or 4 ng 8 ng per deciliter then it is a very very low then we need to do something which is to take up the things very fast then it is better to go for giving uh, these materials directly vitamin d directly to the system that will help us so in many times we are keep on arguing on these things and even do a lot of um, chit chat on that when the patient is having a less blood in him or hemoglobin level is low then we think of giving uh, raktabasti or something like that it improves the things and that is only one part of thing and it's another modality of thing but when it comes to my patient health whether something which is to be done very urgently then I, it is better to go with a simply directly blood transfusion why you want to go with a raktabasti that is my approach if a patient is having very urgency then he is approaching us at the last kriya kala then we don't have time to do all these things if he approaches in the second or third kriya kala then we have sufficient time to manage these things but when the patient nowadays approaches in either in vakta kala and veda kala so in such type of things we cannot go on uh, just simply adhering to our principles of ayurveda and we can do it we has to we are living in a 21st century and we are supposed to get uh, covered under uh, consumer protection laws so we need to take a very clear uh, understanding that whether if a person is really need of these things in an emergency basis let him take it that should be given so there should not be any delay in uh, understanding it or even postponing it and and also i mean one of the mistakes that patients make is that uh, i clearly remember we were going to shomoga government ayurveda hospital uh, government hospital and there will be patients who come exclusively for getting us prescribed with a b complex and uh, vitamin d etc uh, tablets like they are habituated and they think that taking it forever is good and uh, if i'm not wrong there are many cases of uh, vitamin d over supplementation and that causing many side effects also so uh, vitamin supplementation is good but for a restricted period of time only sir yes it definitely it is for the initially when it goes beyond 30 ng mark once that is the ideal one so once it is come to that mark then you can just slowly stop it no need to continue it it is not for a continuously to be taken it is only for one week one month to two months within that time that the things will be reached yeah uh, kartikeya ji can you please go ahead uh, uh sir 
uh, I just wanted to just share my little contribution that I had a I am from Bombay and I had a chat with my allopath about this whole vitamin D and I was like can I substitute from the sun he said Karthik the problem is I mean this is this is a conversation that's about 5 6 years old and he said the problem is that within this city and many other polluted cities whether they are in India anywhere in the world the rays of the sun are completely filtered because of the thick pollution or the you know pollution layer because of which he said it'll just it you are people will be forced to take supplementation because just the rays of the sun as it used to be once upon a time it will not work the way it used to work this is my first contribution i just wanted to share this with you and the second is that there is another natural natural supplement that i, I am you know uh, it's it's uh, it's being done by a few of my friends where they are saying that uh, a great source of natural vitamin d in terms of food can also be to take mushrooms dry them up and then make a bhaji out of it and eat it so i just wanted to just share these two things with uh, all of you thank you thank you and uh regarding like direct injury to joints maybe sports injury or you know in a road traffic accident injury versus the arthritis uh will there be any change in the approach See, initially, when such things are there, there is a vranavat upacharit. If there is any vrana or something like that, then we need to do accordingly. Then if it is astigata vrana, if it is there, then accordingly treatment should be. And later, once it is stabilized, then we can go for same type of chikitsa, where there is increasing the uh, sthanika kapha dosha and reducing the uh, vata dosha. That is the only concept in this that needs to be done. Yes, sir. And, and uh, one of the initial, uh, uh, you know, initial point to consider in case of treating Sandhivata or osteoarthritis uh, or osteoporosis where Asti Kshaya is there is to improve the uh, strength of uh, Asti Dhatu Agni. And, and we have discussed many times and you have guided us that, you know, no matter how much calcium supplementation you do, if the Dhatu Agni is not good, it, it, it will not penetrate into the, uh, it will, the calcium will just circulate in the blood, causing many blood vessel issues and the bones will not be the recipients of this calcium. So, uh, uh, so how to go about increasing the Astidhatu Agni, uh, sir? It's by using more of muscles of particularly the legs or cough muscles and thigh muscles and something like that we can go for using them as a regular routine exercises like something like isometric exercise while sleeping you can do certain cycling in the air or something like that so such type of exercises will definitely improve the agni of the um, bones and otherwise abhyanga is one of the important method to improve the um, vata in that particular area and once vata moves in a proper direction and gets lubricated automatically the strothesis will get open and agni will definitely increase in that conditions and do you see the uh, do you see the need of like a standard dipana pachana medicines which are also explained for vata dosha for example hingvastaka churna is told for vata dosha and shabdarana yoga of sushruta is also told for so do you, uh, do you recommend starting the treatment with Deepana Pachana? Uh, it is not simply because of Deepana Pachana, many times people will have a good reason. But only thing is that 
Shadbharana Yoga is going to be supporting in this condition. We can use Shadbharana Yoga. Here, can, can we treat nutritional deficiencies by correcting Agni in our body? If so, what kind of dravyas uh, we should consume? See, definitely, first thing is Agni needs to be corrected. Once Agni is corrected, that doesn't itself only correct everything. We, then we need to give a proper supplementation. In then condition, the, when Agni is proper and supplementation is given, then the supplementation is very easily absorbed to the system. So it doesn't mean that only by correcting the Agni, we can do everything. We need to correct the Agni, then give a supplementation. Then supplementation will be absorbed. Yeah, so I was just, uh, I texted you the message actually, I didn't want to disturb in between, but so suppose you just said that you have to correct the vata of the person first and then agni, right? But the person is a uh, kapha prakriti and uh, I, there is no sign of vata in the body in that conditions and they still have the knee joint pains and osteoarthritis uh, situation in that uh, situation what do we do see whenever there is a patient complaining of pain in the joint and itself uh -huh. is a sign of increased vata there locally okay locally uh, okay. see prakriti of a person is a total thing which has taken it is from the entire body it is not local anywhere somewhere in the body because if we already learned that how the vata is dominant in particular part of the body where pitta is dominant where kapha is dominant and where abodes. we have already discussed and we know that all those things. But doesn't mean that it's only present in those parts. Vata as an entity uh, is present throughout the body. Kapha as an entity present throughout the body. But their concentration will be um, in a peculiar manner at particular places. That's what we need to understand. So when a patient of even Kapha Prakurti also with overweight, then also because of the obesity or even overweight and even Kapha Prakurti person also can develop based on its age, uh, his age and uh, certain issues, develop osteoarthritis. So osteoarthritis can happen in anybody or any disease can happen in anybody. But those who are Vata predominant persons, in them getting an osteoarthritis is very easy comparative to other persons, other Prakriti persons. Point number one. Then Whenever a patient of particularly of Vata Prakriti gets a Vataja disorder, then his Lakshanas will be very, very stronger. Where Prakriti is something different and Lakshanas are something different, then it will be easier for to treat. That's what it is while explaining the Lakshanas of Sukhasadhyaya Vyadi, Kastasadhyaya Vyadi, Asadhyaya Vyadi and Yapya Vyadi, all these things being explained. So we need to understand in that sense. If a person complains of pain and there is a crepitation in the knee joint, even though his prakriti is a kapha or pitta or whatever it is, locally vata has increased. Then your duty is to reduce the vata locally. That's what we need to do it. Okay. Thank you, doctor. Thank uh, apart from increasing the Datu Agni, which is the first thing, there are many herbal oils which are meant for oral intake which is like Shirvala, Thaila, Onarvan, etc. So, which is kind of a very unique approach of Ayurveda, which is which differentiates from the modern that. You know, Snehana, internal Snehana with, like daily Snehana with low dose of Shirvala, one, Ganda, Thailam, etc. is a very important uh, piece of solving the uh, uh, osteoarthritis puzzle. Sir. Definitely, definitely using of oil 
that's what the basic another one important maybe because of why we are getting a wide spread of uh, our very early stages or ages we are getting uh, osteoarthritis maybe because we are not consuming the sufficient sneha maybe in the name of uh, cholesterol or something like that or maybe with other issues we are not taking sneha properly so when even i have observed uh, many many female patients when i suggest them to take grita and dukda daily they'll make lots out of faces they won't ready to take the dukda and grita and uh, when i ask what is the problem why you don't want to take then they say there is a smell i cannot tolerate something like that so many issues are there with that the female and that that's the reason uh, many many a times we come across uh, female patients in a very early stages of osteoarthritis and osteoporosis and these type of things bone health decaying starts so that is a very very vital thing we need to understand sufficient gritha sevana should be done we are so exposed to this junk food and uh, you know we eat restaurant foods where the oil is repeatedly same oil is repeatedly used for cooking many dishes which again this one so one once we are habituated to that uh you know even healthier oils will be having lesser effect because the agni is corrupted see first of all we need to understand that what is an oil an oil is one if you crush anything oil should come out only those things are called oils but presently we are using so many other things where lot of processes involved to get the oil out of that uh, ingredient so such things are not treated as oil in ayurveda so that's why best one is tilataila consuming tilataila with regular intake and consuming the coconut oil these things are very good to the body they and of course with cow ghee is the best sneha dravya and that is definitely going to help us in every way but it um, consuming a lot of ghee and not doing any activity simply sitting in ac then definitely it is going to cause a wrong effect we need to do use our muscles sufficiently we should walk and do all these things then only that will be good sneha oil and fat in diet should always be supplemented with something like pushna activity such as exercise we should sweat then only the muscles and the bones will be absorbing it and related to ghee uh, i mean, i get this question a lot that can we consume ghee daily to increase the snehatva even if we have high ldl or ghee's effect on cholesterol in general definitely we can take it if it is a pure cow ghee there will be no harm see we are in a patient of high lipid profile we are giving them lot of ghee in a uttarottara arohana krama then we subject them for virechana then we also assess them for lipid profile next month like that then we have come across that it is going to reduce the condition so don't worry it won't increase the lipids bad lipids or whatever the low lipids ldl or vldl inside the body so we can definitely but thing is that it should be pure ghee uh, usual sneha medicines that are used uh, should be on the screen so shirabala 101 is quite commonly used uh can I, can you please uh, take us through this different oils and their applications sir mm, i'm very afraid and i'm i'm i cannot make any comment i feel 
Kheerabala 101 or Dhanvantram 101 is only just for the sake of telling it is 101. But I am afraid they, they have done the repetition of the process in manufacturing 101 times. It may be taken as something which is multiple times they have done it. It cannot be 101. Because when the Kheerabala 101 is done, it becomes the highly thick paste. It won't be in the form of oil. So that's point number one. Second thing, in my practice, what I have observed is Chirapala internal intake and Gandhu Thailam internal intake as well as Dhanvantaram Thaila internal intake. I have used in many number of patients and they are convincingly good and they give good results. And regarding Mahanarana Thaila and Maharaja Prasarana Thaila, you directly I have not used but I have used them in the form of some capsules from some companies. Uh, that can also be taken into consideration. Probably Mahanarana Thaila oral intake, traditionally it is mentioned in the textbook. And Mahanarana Dhanvantaram probably is useful when pain is more. So, and Gandha Thaila is when... If you, so if you want to take in that sense then, where there is sthabdata or kanjata or something like that, stiffness or restrictness or restriction and something like that, then Maharaja Prasarini Thailand Dhanvantar Thaila would be good. And wherever there is a pain, then Mahanarana Thaila would be good. Even to that external application, even Karpura Thaila is good. But whenever you want to increase the bone tissue or bone mass and you want to take it internally, then in that condition, Kshirabala and Gandha Thaila are good. Sticking to the medicines for strengthening the bones, apart from the calcium supplements, uh, you listed the Astishankrala and uh, uh, and then Arjuna and Lajjalu. Lajjalu is the famous Tashminath plant. Uh, do you have any uh, you know specific way of using it, or you just go with the supplements, sir? See, definitely when the Sudhavargiya Dravyas are given Bhavana with Lajjalu, they becomes a good one. And even adding them lajjalu in the form of powder into that the capsules of amyasin, that's also good. Astishankala is one of the wonderful drugs which can be used in the form of uh, swarasa and used for trituration purposes. Or you can directly dry them and make it powder. These two things are there. And Arjuna is one which helps in binding the calcium and it also has a supporting the calcium channel in the body. Lakshadi Gukuli is also one the same manner it functions. It improves the bone health by carrying the tissues, I mean materials which is required to improve the bone tissue. So these are the important drugs. And to this, we can use Pravada Basma, we can use Mukta Basma, Pramukta Pisti, Pravada Pisti, and Sudha. We can use all these things, even Kapardika Basma, even Varatika Basma. Shankabasma, so many things are there, it can be used. Regarding osteoporosis in women, should we, uh, there the strategy changes or uh, any extra herbs like Shatavari or uh, such things are added or how to? Uh, I don't think so, I don't think so that any extra herbs are required to improve their reason. It's only a clear cut, Abhyanga is one important thing here for them. Then consuming milk daily basis is another important one which they skip the people are interested to drink coffee and tea but they don't take milk as it is 
and uh, it is better to consume these type of um, that is acetylcholine and uh, such type of uh, materials for the purpose of improving the bone health and uh, as such they are uh, very fond of uh, these uh, semi precious stones and all those things so for them pravada and mukta would be good Kartikeya, if you have, do you have any point, please? Yes, sir. Sir, the question is that if a person is lactose intolerant, substituting milk, you know, for like, um, what do you think of like one tablespoon of black sesame uh, as a calcium substitute uh, instead of milk? Because if a person is lactose intolerant, uh, you know. So you can you can do it in case of lactose intolerance if you are very com- confirmed that the person is lactose intolerance even to a to cow milk or even something like that then definitely you can go for uh, improving your bone health by eating thila and guda in a combination sir uh, why uh, the combination with guda i'm just curious please uh, it improves your palatability is one thing and Guda contains naturally calcium as well as some portion of phosphorus in it, which is helpful for the bone mineralization. And probably sesame oil and sesame seeds are sort of uh, neglected. I have seen that in the explanation of uh, Kavala and Gandusha, uh, and also in many uh, uh, cases of like dental uh, sauceria or dental caries. Chewing of sesame seed is recommended. So that is also, I mean, teeth is also considered as part of bone uh, tissue itself. So sesame seed and sesame oil usage is very important. Extensive interview also, sir. Definitely, because we observe that tilatayla or sesame is one of the important ingredient to be used in case of hair fall. And people very clearly suggest that amlaki churna tila. and these things are combined with guda and they are consumed to improve the hair growth so hair is considered to be as mala of asti so which is in connection related to the asti so it is in line so that's the reason we use tila in wherever conditions of hair as well as bone are involved if the patient is taking calcium 7 probably a calcium supplement so calcium 7 palsy neuron and histantin if the patient is taking what could be the best anupana histantin is a tablet palsy neuron is a capsule and once again calcium 7 is a tablet and all these are uh, proprietary medicines the best anupana would be water probably i mean explanation regarding underlying condition etc would have still if you want to give it in a case of uh, anything something like that if vataroga or any uh, nervine origin or even cerebrovascular accident or something like that in that case if you want to give it uh, with balsamuran uh, then you can go it with uh, honey and make it use it in a sublingual form you can take it that is also is there so Uh, for the, the palsinoran capsule is like opened and the contents are capsule can be opened and mixed with honey and taken as a sublingual so i'm um, so, sorry I, i'm just missing in which condition usually it is prescribed in that manner sir all these uh, neurological conditions of uh, pakshagata and ardita and something like that where you want to have the medicines reach so fast then you can do because it contains all basmas and basmas can be very easily absorbed through the bile, uh, sublingual route 
so that's the reason uh, it can be given in that fashion also by mixing it with uh, honey so do you recommend for an ayurveda doctor to prescribe uh, that in in case of like a, a paralysis also i mean the patient is just paralytic and is coming in then Sir? Definitely, when Brahatvata Chintamani, we recommend that Brahatvata Chintamani should be um, powdered or I mean, grounded and it is mixed with honey and it has been given to sublingual root. It will be very easily and very fast to take it, absorb and it will even, even choose the results very early. Yeah, and this, this question like warm or normal water because the histantin is given, There's a there could be underlying kapha origin skin condition, probably warm water will be better. So, yes, when instantin is being prescribed means there is some allergy to overcome that that has been given and there is a naturally there is a kapha problem and definitely when kapha is also involved and patient is uh, need to go for some vata or chikitsa then better one is ushnadravya so you can go for any uh, warm water is also good for it because ushna will going to suppress both kapha and vata. Thank you all for your patience listening. Thank you. Thank you all. See you in the next Bulbuta session. Namaste.